Alright, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm excited to start a new season. I'm David. That's right, it is the second season of Transformers Prime. No, 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 this is the second season of Gridman. It's taken 20 years, but there's finally a new season of Gridman, and we're talking about it um, eventually. Excuse me, I believe you mean Gridman? <laughs> uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad Gridman. Yeah, yes. but it's it's just written out with the S's, so is it just S-S-S-S-S Gridman or Gridman? I think he's I have no idea how they would say it in Japanese. S-S-S-S. I'm going to continue to call it Gridman. And I assume it's about snakes or possibly bacon. Bacon. I will make you find out eventually. Oh. Be a bit. Oh, I know you'll be... It's I. I'm going to have to make so many notes while the episodes are still airing, because it like the episode of well. Now we've digressed into news, which isn't our normal show, but we haven't done a news episode in a while, so this is it. Holy crap! Great. Remember that episode of um painting and stocking we did, uh-huh. and the density of references to Transformers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Gridman blows it out of the water for reference density. Every, every character is a reference to a Transformers character visually and character-wise. But the thing in is, and we're not even just, talking like, not obs- like, like, you know, okay, that, that guy's, you know, sideswipe and that guy's no, wheeljack. It, we're talking it's like- It's all fucking obscure. Every, almost every character is from the Shattered Glass continuity, which, what? How? <laughs> and the characters that aren't so far are references to movie Dinobots and Japanese-only Transformers. Uh, it's nuts and it's the thing that gets me about it is it's so like random it's like (laughs) why they they just kept clicking through to the random page button on uh on the wiki well not even that just the fact that it exists at all is so random it's like hey we're doing this thing based on this old thing except we're just going to bring in this completely different thing that we don't actually have any rights to. No, that's the, that's the crazy part. Like, if this was any other thing, like, um, the shows that reference Lovecraft and various other things, they have nods to things and design elements. But it's usually things that are out of copyright or things that they already own. This is Zubariah and Trigger Animation referencing Hasbro shit they have no legal connection to at all. <laughs> That's the, the thing is that, okay, they were told to make a Gridman show. No one told them to make a Shattered Glass Gajinka thing. There's one possibility that makes sense. Why? The original Gridman and the, what was like two or three years ago, they had an animated short of Gridman. One of the mm-hmm. combined forms of Gridman upgrading, or is it just one of the robots that come out? Whatever. One of them looks exactly like Optimus Prime. <laughs> I mean, I realize the reason is because the people in charge wanted to. Yeah! But that's just... The fact that then someone else said sure. <laughs> sure. That so many people said sure to every character being a shattered glass transformer. Ah! 
it's just, anyway. it's one of those things where it's not, I mean, I've talked before about, like, back in the old days when it was so weird and exciting and surreal to see, like, Suncoast at the mall carrying the Titan prints of the UK comics. This is weirder than that. This, this is much weirder just, than basically so, anything. Yes, so random I mean, and surreal. If it was like just like a handful of characters, there was a reference. It's like okay, that that shit's happened before, but it's it's the entire cast. It's like every, if it was just the Dinobots. Yeah, if it was just like just the Dinobots, or even the main characters had some references. Like the the main main character's shoes look like um, uh, classics. Uh, cliff jumper. Cliff jumper. Yeah, but. There's to the point there, there's background characters. There's a character who I think has only shown up in, in the opening animation whose shirt is a reference to the stupid ducky tentacles from Botcon Shattered Glass Octopunch. <laughs> and that's not uh, the craziest just, reference. That's just what? They're, they're, is now an anime girl in an actual professionally produced thing who is based on Action Master slash Shattered Glass Thundercracker, and oh my. this is the, the happiest day of my life. I know, I want that jacket so bad. I love that toy so much. I mean, if, if they don't make one, which I kind of doubt, I'm, I'm so tempted to try and figure out how to make one. Anyway... <laughs> After this massive yeah, and, digression that is sort yeah, of foreshadowing anyway, I'm, I'm the excited. future events. Yeah, I'm excited for this because it requires you to do a great deal of research and take an extensive notes, and it requires me to practice my Gary Owens impression. <laughs> Can the practice? evil Kilo Khan lives inside computer circuits. I'd rather you practice a Tim Curry impression, but... Oh, I don't... Anyway, Transformers oh, Prime Season 2 is no longer on Netflix, so watching the show is yeah, a little more complicated weird. now. I, I had to However, bust up my Blu-rays. Related, and... Pluto TV has uh, been showing a lot of Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad lately. Ooh. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how I'm going to get my fix of Joey Lawrence's brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In all, I think fifty-three episodes of the American version, which and the Japanese show is only thirty-nine episodes, so they did some editing there. Oh, so it isn't even like Power Rangers where they actually, like, got the money to film new footage? No, I, I think they wanted to make another season, but, like, it didn't come through or something. Because, well, there's only one season of Gridman. Well, was only one season of Gridman of 39 episodes. And there was no other show like it unless they wanted to switch to Ultraman. Anyway. Also, I guess he has this small sister who doesn't actually appear and is voiced by, was it Tress McNeil? It's Tress McNeil or Kath Susie. It's Kath Susie, I think. It's Kath Susie. Oh. Uh, Professor Princess for our uh, animated fans. Oh. Yeah. Basically doing that voice. Anyway, so, um, yes, the uh, it is no longer on Netflix. I've been watching it on Blu-ray, and uh, it looks much nicer on Blu-ray. Oh, man. I, uh, I was watching it uh, on daily motion because i realized at the last minute that they only had the first season on netflix oh uh but i will be having to order that blu-ray i i am a strong believer in uh 1080p everything uh however 4k is like weird and unnerving 
You fork it. No, no. It's, 720 is fine enough for me, almost. Like, um, oh, thank you for your Patreon donations, which are going to us buying <laughs> discs of this series. So we watch Yes. Yeah. Except I already had them, so I'm just raking in that, uh, that sweet, sweet uh, Patreon Skrilla. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I had the first one, but I didn't, I hadn't gotten around to getting the second or third, uh, so. I mean, uh, word to the wise, those also have, uh, special features, which includes a, a, um, Larry King interview with Peter Cullen. What? Really? Okay. Optimus That's Prime, you're on the air. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this is Orion Pax, part one, because it's another multi-parter. Yay! Well, it's the season premiere, so yes. gotta we go get another, go home, man. We don't get another standalone episode until, I think, the sixth episode of this season. Oh, jeez. I'm fine with that. So, first aired February 18th, 2012, and it was written by Nicole Dubuck, who I must remind you, as is contractually obligated, that she was the kid from Major Dad. <laughs> and she is not a four-armed alien monster from Rifts. No, or or a a a monstrous creature of uh, of uh, Jewish mythology. Uh, a possession ghost, I think it technically is. Something like that. They made that uh, that one movie with, I think, Odette Yustman. Was it based upon the old play? Probably not. Uh, probably not. I think it was just okay. We need a monster that we haven't used in like ten other horror movies. So, oh, we settled on the Dibbuck. Anyway, so, instead of getting our traditional previously on Transformers Prime, we get a Ratchet outlining the previously on Transformers Prime to the assembled remaining cast members. Well, it was either that or um, uh, Optimus Prime would have had to pre-record it on a voicemail, and that kind of didn't make sense. Yes. <laughs> Refer to our mid-season episode on Mighty Max. So yeah, uh, Prime unleashed the power of the Matrix to destroy Unicron, as you do, but in you know. doing so, wiped out all of his memories prior to getting the Matrix, so he now believes that he is humble librarian Orion Pax, hanging out with his best bud Megatron. Again, as I said last time, this is a very interesting idea. Yes. I like it a lot. It's not a direction they went with this previously. No, I, I mean, usually the... The easiest cliffhanger there would be just to be that Prime dies somehow. Yeah. <laughs> They've done it before. They'll do it in this show. He just and keels over. After they'll do it twice in this show. It's like, yeah. it's not the first time that we've had an Autobot get lose memory and think he's a Decepticon, but it's the first time it's happened to Prime. Yeah. Or anyone important. It's Usually first- it's like a tertiary Autobot. It's the first time that unleashing the power of the Matrix also, like, the Matrix is connected with, like, all of his memories since becoming Prime. Mm -hmm. Also, on the subject of Prime's deaths, I would just like to point out uh, that the TF Wiki page on Jesus is pretty great. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) 
So, um, interestingly, here we see that uh, without any conflict whatsoever, Ratchet is just in charge now. I mean... Yeah, he's got seniority. I, I definitely don't really see anyone else there wanting to be in charge, except maybe Agent Fowler or yes. June. And they're kind of <laughs> yeah. outranked. And I mean, that is part of the... It's a bit of a problem with this cast, in that everybody just gets along so darn well. And yeah. they're, they're, they're such a well-oiled unit. I mean, I'm not saying I want, you know, somebody declaring that now that Optimus Prime has fallen, I declare myself the new leader of the Autobots. <laughs> but I kind of dug Beast how Wars on, right, style on Beast conflict. Wars, right, you actually had to have a little election. Yeah. Which was then overruled when Prime immediately uh, used his disembodied voice to declare Ratchet the new leader, which is also crazy, but anyway. <laughs> But yeah, so, I mean, he's the eldest. Bulkhead doesn't want to lead things. He just wants to be pointed at things to break. RC just wants to be pointed at things to kill. Bumblebee can never give a speech. Yeah, you're kind of disqualified when you can't speechify. Get some swelling orchestral music and it's just a series of beeps. (laughs) I mean, Ratchet is kind of like other dad to this group. I mean, he's the Rhinox. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the the second dad. Stay at home. Dad. If Rhinox was maybe a little crazier. Yeah. Yes, actually. Anyway, so uh, so back on uh, the Nemesis, uh, Megatron is all. Hey, everybody, uh, we got Optimus Prime here. Number one, never call him Optimus Prime, and B, be really nice to him. And also, if you call him Optimus Prime, I will literally tear your voice box out. <laughs> Yes, he does say that. It's pretty great. And Arachnid is not cool with this, because she's generally not cool with most things that aren't serial murder. Yeah. Yeah. This is boring. No one's dying. What do you mean I can't kill him? But uh, Megatron's all, no, 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 no. He's, uh, and part, interesting, Megatron is not just seemingly doing this as part of his evil plan, but he also just kind of likes having his, his old bud Orion Pax around. Well, it's nice to have somebody to yeah. talk to. He he can he can talk at Soundwave. He can't really talk yes. to Arachnid and and the the couple like they're busy doing whatever kinky shit they're up to. <laughs> Each other. Well, indeed, uh, Knockout is uh is uh burning the uh, Decepticon signal onto uh, onto Orion Pax's arm. Well, yeah, he's giving him a body mod. as you do when you're the good guys. Welcome yeah. back to the winning team. He's so great. So, back at the Autobot base, Fowler, you know, hey, I've got this tracking device, which we learn in this episode is in his butt. Why? That's a terrible <laughs> place to put it. I mean, there's a lot of meat there. Yeah, but, like, you could lose weight, and then it's just not in the right place, or why not just put it, like, like a pet microchip, and just put it at, like, your neck? Yeah. Look, my cat is microchipped, and he's just fine. But does it also, measure his donut intake? Also, does Agent Fowler realize that Raph can access all this information? <laughs> Probably yes at this point. I mean, he has to know they found him somehow. That's fair. Okay, so somewhere on the cutting room floor of some episode script is Fowler yelling at uh, Raph, Go ahead and hack my ass. <laughs> <laughs> 
Side note, the opening animation hasn't changed at all, despite the fact that this would be a good time to have a different one. Although it'd be a lot of editing to take Optimus Prime out of the opening, but... It's it's just a big Optimus Prime silhouette in black with a question mark over it. Just render it again. <laughs> well, Who's that Autobot? But no, no, it's you don't get new animation Max. until the third season, and then you also get bonus drum machine. Somebody somebody got a drum machine for Christmas. Anyway, so, you know, I've got this tracking device in my butt. You guys are actual robots. Why can't you track him? It's all, you know, everything's all screwy. I don't know. I can't find it. Shielding. Like some of us don't put yeah, tracking yeah. devices in people's asses, yes. Agent Fowler. And to be clear, some I don't of think us it's are civilized race. I don't think it's like up his butt. I think they just like injected it into a cheek. I would Ooh. think so, but again, I feel like that's a really bad way to do that sort of stuff. I mean, I just think there's just there's. I mean, you've seen Agent Fowler. There's a lot of meat there. Well, yeah, it's not going to be bumping into anything would- important. Presumably, you would put it in the same spot in everybody, and like, d- is it like an RFID too? Does he have to like hold his ass up to the door locks when he's going into the building? Yeah, considering the size of his ass, that might be harder. I mean, his signal might be really weak. Skinny coworkers. <laughs> well, it's 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 like how your how your iPhone can uh, detect your thumbprint, even if it's only part of your thumb. You only have to get part of his ass on the thing. I guess. Maybe it's just got good range for an RFID chip. <laughs> uh, or maybe just whoever's in charge of that doesn't like Agent Fowler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they so they've got to get Optimus back. They've got to restore his memory. And the one way they can do that is the key to Vector Sigma. And as we saw last time, Jack has the key to Vector Sigma. But Vector Sigma itself is on Cybertron. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's unfair to think that it might be, like, on Earth, considering everything else is. Yes. And, yeah. in fact, the plot device that this three-parter revolves around it revolves around a lot of things being on Earth. Yeah. Actually, wait, is Vector Sigma the only thing in this series that isn't on Earth? Uh, there's also a dead Prime at some point. Oh, right. Uh. Yeah. Okay, so but they, I think so that's out literally of dozens, it. You get like two or three that are yeah. on Yeah. Yep. Well, I guess as it turns out, uh, Unicron just attracts all this stuff to him like uh, like a magnet. It's like lint for him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's just magnetically just. So we're back on uh, we're back on the Nemesis. Megatron is uh, spinning some uh, some shattered glass fanfic about. Uh, how, uh, yeah, you know, the, the Autobots are led by the Warlord, Warlord Ratchet. Ratchet. And his Warlord minions, the Ratchet. Autobots. <laughs> and, and he calls him the Doctor of, Doctor Doom. of Doom. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty hilarious. Also, Orion does not point this out, but I feel like their ship is super dark and oppressive for the good guys. Yeah. Although he doesn't know, like, he doesn't see the outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even inside. Listen, we've we've been attacked so many times by the the invader Autobots that we just can't afford a lot of lighting. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. And everyone's decked in black and purple. It, um... And and also, I mean, I'm Megatron. I've got like a like a piranha face, and everything <laughs> about me is spikes. Well, to be fair, I look like a slightly more sex, subdued. He looked the same. I looked like a slightly more subdued Strife. <laughs> yes, I mean, he says something about like Optimus or Orion. It's like, so if if you're the good guys, why are you called Decepticons? Oh, and he has like a great explanation for that. Yes. You know, oh, that, that was, that was their word to, uh, to insult us, but we took it back. But they can't <laughs> use it. It's not cool. Megatron Which, uh... is very, he's got this all figured out. Oh, yes. He's, he's very quick on his feet thinking all this stuff up. I'm, I'm very impressed. Either that or he's just working on the shattered glass fanfiction for years. That's yeah, also, also entirely possible. His voice is a little different in this episode, like yeah, less he's growly. A, he's he's going a titch more Freddie Jones. Yeah, without <laughs> sounding like it's. Wait, is Freddie just uh, Welker's normal voice? Freddie is basically just Welker, like a slightly Pretty goofier much, Welker. It's a little bit deeper as this, but less growly than he has been. Yeah, he's he's it's, toned it's down change. the melanoma, or sorry, the <laughs> um. That's uh, right, I'm thinking of the lung disease. What is that? Whatever. Uh, emphysema? Emphysema. Yes. yes. Toning down the emphysema. Going down to two packs a day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and so he's all, yeah, the, the evil Autobots, they destroyed Cybertron, where the Decepticons were the good guys. Uh, we just need you to hack this code, librarian. <laughs> so, Please. back at the Autobot base, they're all, you know, okay, so, you know, Jack, you gotta go to Cybertron. June is all Jackson Darby. There's no way you're going to Cybertron. Unfortunately, this isn't one of those things where he uses like middle names. We can't find out what his embarrassing middle name is. Aww. That's sad. I think it's the first time we find out his first full first name is Jackson, though. <laughs> yeah. Right, anyway, so, you know, they, the Autobots can't take the key. It has to be given, it has to be used by the person who they gave it to. Which, like, but, I guess it, like, imprinted on Jack. Yes. I would have liked like a, 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 a bit in that scene where they're saying, oh, no, only Jack can do it because only a Prime or someone entrusted by a Prime could use it. I would have liked, like, Nico trying to touch it and getting electrocuted or something. Because <laughs> there's no sign that, like, nobody else touches it, so it's no clue that nobody else can use it. Other than Ratchet yeah, well, saying so. I mean, maybe they can touch it, they just can't, like, if you try and use it, it's not going to do anything. I am kind of surprised that Miko, there is a point where Miko's coming up behind Jack and looking at it, and, and I'm surprised that she didn't just start, like, poking it. Yeah. Because touching things she shouldn't is 100% her thing. But, of course, it doesn't really matter anyway, because uh, they have a gra- all they have is a ground bridge, emphasis on ground, and that's not getting you to Cybertron. No, because but Cybertron the- isn't on the ground. Although Miko wonders, hey, can't you just give it more juice? <laughs> and and then Ratchet gets the whole the worst person you know just made a great point kind of uh, expression. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, we're uh we're we're back at uh on the on the uh on the Nemesis. We're you know still talking about or- Decepticons. Uh Megatron has Soundwave like scrub all their files so that he can't find you know all their extensive files on the heroic Autobots. 
Which, which is dubious because <laughs> they're giving him full access, but it's all a lot of it's edited files. So it, he's an archivist. Eventually, he's going to find an error. But at least Megatron realizes he can only put up this ruse for so long. Yeah, like this is going to last forever. But uh, we can we can string him along for a little while. Yeah, hmm. at least until he does does this thing. Does the project? I, I do Diastar. like that. It, it, he, yes, he, he brings up the Doctor of Doom thing, and he mentions, I, I quoted this, Ratchet's unspeakable crimes of aggression. Yes. <laughs> really? Like, and and Op- Orion does is like, that doesn't sound like the Ratchet I remember. And he's like, oh, well, he's changed. Yes. The time, become... Twisted evil. and evil. As you do. So, uh, we're, hey, Jack somehow still has a job. What? How? What? We, we, wait when a minute, we go back to, to, the go to the zombified town? Nobody lives oh, there. No, there are no other It has beings. more cars in it now, though. Oh, more oh. cars. Sure. Zombies have learned to drive. <laughs> also, apparently they have a mall. Yeah, I was about to say they have a mall somehow. Yeah. Everybody has a mall. It's probably not a good mall. Hey, I don't have a mall where I live. <laughs> Well, no, neither do I. I have to drive at least 45 minutes to get to any mall, really. I, uh, yeah. I have a mall. Really be mall. It's not a good mall, but the food court is down target. to two options. Oh, no. They, well, that's... And one of them is a subway. Uh, <laughs> well, that's better than the mall I would go to see Rift Tracks in in Syracuse, which um was down to two in the rather sizable food court. Now it's down to none. About the only thing left there, as far as I know, is um, the theater that shows Rift Tracks and other Fathom events, and Karate Dojos. It's kind of a dead mall. Boy, I would think that the student population would be able to support that. Does uh, does your mall have massage chairs? Because if I lived, if I didn't have to drive forty five minutes to an hour to get to a place with massage chairs, I would spend all my money on massage chairs at the mall. I don't think the one I go to in Binghamton does. The one in Syracuse did, but they're not there anymore. <laughs> well, there, there's a bigger mall in Syracuse that I don't go to that probably has those. That's it has like sad. Rainforest Cafe and kind of shit. My God, one those of still these exist? Days, I don't. One well, of these no, days, I'm gonna buy one of those chairs. There, there's like a central area with plants hanging and stuff. I don't know if it actually has a Rainforest Cafe there, but okay. It, the the structure inside looks like it belongs to a rainforest cafe. There's like hanging nets and crap. Anyway, so anyway. Jack is uh, Jack is at Ko Burger. Uh, Sierra turns up and she's all, uh, "Hey, so uh, what's uh, what's your deal? I never see you anywhere outside of school anymore. Do you have like another job or like a secret life with space robots?" It's like we have chemistry. I mean, chemistry class. Aw, aw, Jack. Anyway, she's she's clearly totally into him, but which means it is a perfect time for RC to show up, uh, who <laughs> Jack has to quickly explain away is not his girlfriend, uh, but his mother. <laughs> and then yeah. and then she says, "Your mom looks good in leather." On your bike, which, yes. Which like wait, didn't we have a previous theory that maybe she was a lesbian or something, or was into his mom or something? <laughs> or at least wasn't into Jack. I remember that was a gag we had. So, so you think she's just here, like trying to get closer to his mom and or hot motorcycle? 
Hmm. Yeah. I ship it. I always ship it, though. I mean, I, I, ship I still ship everything. Jack and RC, but, you know, other options are available. Okay, I don't really ship that so much. <laughs> I lied. Not literally everything. Yeah. So anyway, she's, uh, she just reports in that, you know, it's, it's time for your shift to end, but also we haven't found Optimus. Aww. So we're, we're back talking to, uh, back this time it's Megatron talking to a knockout. We find out the plan is that Optimus is going to decrypt the, uh, the records that they took from the, uh, from Iacon near the end of the war. Because Prime was a librarian, he would know this stuff. Yeah, he's good at decrypting things. I mean, I guess some librarians are, you know, deal with that stuff. And obviously, you know, we can't freak him out by having a lot of guards around, but he's right by the Energon storage, which is heavily guarded. He's hmm. so clever here. He's so good at this. Also, he name drops the war for Cybertron. Yes, he does. Yeah. Buy the video games, kids. <laughs> it was a good totally game. Totally the same continuity. And It'd uh, still be fun, the offline part. Anyway, so it turns out that a lot of this data is about uh, stuff on Earth that has been st- that has been was stashed by Cybertronians. Could be uh, could be cultural artifacts. Could be weapons. This is an action cartoon. It's definitely weapons. <laughs> it is one hundred percent weapons. And also all uh, weapons all the time. Yep. And Pax is also um, where's Starscream? I keep reading about him in here, but he's definitely not here. <laughs> Oh, well, he's, uh, he's dead. Yeah. He's, he's definitely not going to show up later today. He is 100% <laughs> dead. Really, he's Megatron? Absolutely. You could have just said dead. he was lost or something. You had to go or straight just, yeah, to I don't know. He, he betrayed me to join the Autobots. Yeah, just yeah, start just off with he's dead to me. Not actually. And if he, I mean, it's... Yeah, if he drops in, I ha- you haven't seen me. Gotcha. <laughs> Starscream betrayed me is the the most believable thing that's like <laughs> the, the single most believable phrase you could possibly say about Starscream. It's what he does. Well, it's Tuesday. Starscream yeah. betrayed me. Yeah. And so, yeah, Megatron takes off and he's all, oh, this isn't going to work for long. He's already figuring stuff out. So anyway, we're uh, we're back at the Autobot base. Fowler uh, drops. Fowler radios in, says, "You know, hey, we've uh, they're attacking that same military base they were trying to attack before, and they're looking for that same power source." Yeah, we don't have to design a new background. Just send them to the same base again. You would yep. think that they could say it was the same base and just use the same background. I mean, that could be their generic military base background, but no. Apparently, this one poor military base is just constantly getting torn up by Decepticons. Oh, this is the price we pay for coming up with this cool energy source. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So they uh, they get there, there's a big fight, uh, Knockout and Breakdown are there. You know, as oh, they tend to be. I believe this is where Knockout refers to Optimus Prime as the Big O. Yes, we'll, <laughs> Knockout says, we'll be sure to tell the Big O you said hello. And, oh, it, it would have been funnier if that had been Starscream, as voiced by Steve Bloom, <laughs> oh. and voiced uh, Roger Smith in yes. Big O, but alas. <laughs> Cast something, something, ye guilty. <laughs> Cast in the name of God, ye not the guilty. We, we have, have danger. danger. Big O. 
I love We Have Danger. You guys are good. (laughs) Anyway, uh, you know, things do go not quite as smoothly without Optimus Prime, Optimus Priming all over the place. (laughs) As he does. And R.C. just decides, well, it's suicide mission time. Cause she just. As she does. Zips through this, uh, this ground bridge and goes onto the Nemesis ship and just, or I guess her plan is just to beat up everybody until she finds Prime. Yeah, but she's driving <laughs> I mean, through hallways, yeah. running over, like, Viacon office workers and just murdering them, trying to find Optimus with no clear direction. Oh, those poor innocent Viacons. There's a great bit where, like, a, some poor Viacon schmo just gets, like, her speeding tire to the face. Like that kid yeah. in Pet Cemetery too. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so now they have a crazed murder bot on the loose on their ship. But luckily, Soundwave is as forward-thinking as the Spider-Man villain, The Spot, and just <laughs> portals her back into the Arctic. I He's- love this scene, because there's just like, so, so... They're like, well, we have to get her out of here before Optimus sees her, and we definitely don't want to, like, murder her horribly where he might see it. So, uh, let's just get her out of here, escort her off the ship. And so, Soundwave is standing there at the end of this corridor. Orion's opened the door, and he's coming out trying to see what's going on. And Arcee is just blazing down the hallway straight at Soundwave, and he's doing math on his face. (laughs) And then just as she gets to him, this portal opens up in front of him, and she just goes right through it, and ends up in the Arctic, and I just, I love that moment so much. He's he's been thinking with portals. Yeah. (laughs) It's one of the most menacing, actually it's the most menacing sound wave scene we've had in a while. And he's just standing there. And and then Orion Pax is like, I heard some fighting, and What's Soundwave is just here? like, I don't talk. <laughs> and I don't talk. It, and walks oh, that, off. That would have been the best opportunity to actually have him say something for comedic effect. Just, just two words. No. No. No, they have to save it for later, and it has to be a movie reference. Yeah. And uh, th- I think they cut just before RC could just yell, God damn it! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but she still manages to be emphatic with uh, content regulation. So good work, Suma Lee Montano. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she just ends up in the Arctic. So we're, uh, we're, she's back at the base. They got her back and she just has no idea where she even was. If prime was there. And then Fowler calls in because there were like human casualties at this base. Yeah. Hmm. At least injuries. Yes. Injuries. Says I mean, at least a dozen injured. Yes. I don't think they could actually say that, um, like we had like people killed. Well, no, cause it's not the yeah. adult swim cut. It's, it's the regular cut. So you have to say destroyed instead of killed. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so they, they figure that, you know, we know the Decepticons are trying to build a space bridge because that's what they were doing in the last season. So we're going to find it once it's done and we're going to take it over. And the Autobots we're are all, steal it. oh, but uh, well, whatever you say, Jackamus Prime. Yeah, the, the Autobots are all yelling at each other for a bit and they're cranky and, and Bulkhead smashes something. Yeah, yeah everybody's super cranky. And then Ratchet starts to say, 
Malkin cuts him off. What? You needed that? <laughs> and there's also a bit where, uh, you know, Miko says, whoa, that, that's a pretty good idea. And Arcee's all, well, well, if Miko think it's, thinks it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. She's wait, not wait. wrong, though. Either of them. Who was the one putting the, you needed that in all the previous episodes? Cause was it, was it, was it Dubik? That was the same, uh, that was the same writer, Nicole Dubik. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's just her thing, but I and remember she's, it being so much more prevalent in the series. And she may also be calling back to something else she writes. Cause bulkheads, or sorry, Ratchet speculates that, you know, if, because Fowler's all, you know, you know, if you don't get this straightened out, pro- Autobots, I'm going to take your guns and badges and I'm going to shut down your base. <laughs> And so Ratchet is worried that they will fire them into space, which is what oh, happens no. to the Autobots twice in uh, Megatron's Master Plan and in Dark of the Moon. Yep. Man, Megatron's Master Plan. Or that they'll send them to some island, which I think is a Rescue Bots reference. Oh. Possibly. Because Nicole Dubik is the head writer on Rescue Bots. Oh. Didn't I? I like it. So, yeah, I like no, it. We'll just have to hang out there and have family-friendly adventures <laughs> with Lacey Chabert. Can you imagine RC trying to have family-friendly adventures? Oh, cover me, Chief Burns. I'm going to go murder this forest fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how fire works. It is now. <laughs> also, I. I, I uh, missed it when it came up, but earlier when uh, Jack's talking about going through to Cybertron and and uh, his mom is all like, no, you can't do that. And I, I, I was just thinking, Optimus believed in me, mom. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean, when, like, Space Jesus believes in your son, maybe you should, like, also believe in him. I'm yeah, well, saying. listen, Optimus Prime didn't go through ten hours of agonizing labor bringing him into this world. I uh, suppose that's fair, but still. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if we can call this Prime of Jesus. He hasn't died yet. It's true. <laughs> okay, he's, he's more, fine. He, not that we know of. He led like a, an exodus from uh, from Cybertron, so he's more of like a space Moses. Yeah, well, oh, wait, did he, did he die in one of the War for Cybertron games? I don't... I don't think, think so? so. I mean, he did if you didn't do well. Well, yes. <laughs> but I don't th- I don't remember <laughs> any story <laughs> incident where like he sacrifices or some shit. Anyway, then it's so we, not a true Transformer story. Yeah. So we we cut back to the uh, Decepticon base. There are a bunch of aerial vehicons. I guess these guys are like the Purple Angels cuz they're just I'm, doing a bunch of like crazy formation flying. They're showing I I would have to assume they're trainees or rookies because they clearly have no peripheral vision. Yes, because <laughs> yes. Starscream just sneaks up right behind them. Like we later find out that he had planned this for like months. And yeah. well, he said how he did you spend months planning months, this, yeah. this dumb plan? <laughs> well, you have to find where their ship is, like schedules and stuff, but you're flying like a hundred feet behind vehicons who don't see you and you land right behind them in, in the docking bay. And then he, he you know, he's, he, his plan is just apparently to just like grab a, a stack of Energon cubes, carry them like he's a pizza guy, and then just leave. Of course, he it's runs into funny. some guy. He runs into some guys. Also, at one point, he, he beats up some vehicons. Yeah, he runs into some guys. He beats up some vehicons and just ends off with like 
the best pose. Like, just the way his hips are just... It's it's very femme. I appreciate it. And uh, and I think a first for the show, he's, I, mean, I guess much like he did with Clifton, he's straight up Freddy Krueger's one of these Viacons. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes, he does. Like, he, he's and got then, the claws out, and it, and it is welcome to prime time, bitch. And, <laughs> and then strikes a fabulous pose. Yes. He's so great. Robert Englund, a guy who I'm a little surprised has never turned up on a Transformer show. Yeah. Uh, has he done much voice work? Uh, yeah, he was on, uh, The Batman and, uh, huh. Justice League. Uh-huh. In fact, he, he was, oh, oh, what's, wasn't he, I swear he played Dr. Destiny on something. Oh. Well, which makes yeah. sense because he's, Dr. Destiny is the guy who, like, invades your dreams. Oh. <laughs> That's a shtick. And I, I must also dreams. note that Robert Englund also sounds like me using an alias. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he does. That would be a pretty bad alias. It's it's how I check into hotel rooms when I don't want people to recognize me. Yes. <laughs> it helps that I'm also very fond of uh, horizontal stripes. <laughs> anyway, so Starscream, of course, just totally bo- just totally botches this, and Ooh. just ends up having to duck into Optimus pr- into Orion Pax's room and. He just totally blew up Megatron's spot. (laughs) Starscream ruined everything. Yep. And that's where we leave it. Dun, dun, dun. To be continued. Yep. So I I enjoyed this a lot. I I forgot that Starscream popped into this and totally ruined everything. Yeah. As as he does. He's perfect to ruin it. Yeah, I kind of forgot he showed up again until like, now next season or whatever. I like the Autobots yelling at each other. Yeah, it, See, you were just complaining that they get along too well. I know. Maybe the thing is they're so, like, most of them are so inherently violent that <laughs> if they don't get along, they just end up murdering each other. Yeah, without Dad around, all their bad habits kick into high gear. Aww. Yeah. I know they, they need that. They, they need a couple of... Peter Cullen's speeches every now and then to keep them all level. Yes. Apparently. I mean, nobody's listened to a uh, Jeffrey Combs speech unless it's about, you know, injecting people with green formula to bring them back to life. Yeah, man. Oh, I mean, what else would you even talk about? Or reports about I mean, someone's I, pet cat. I, I was wheeling bodies around, as you well know, Dan, and what would the note have even read? Cat dead details later? Oh, I was about to say Raph dead details later. <laughs> oh, and then they've just got to fight this ridiculous looking puppet Raph. Yes. 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 I mean, sadly, uh, unfortunately, at no point does Ratchet ever meet a headmaster. <laughs> Who's going to listen to a talking headmaster? Go, go put yourself in a sideshow. <laughs> Oh, what? That that is something that they really have. They should do that with like a headmaster, have him like be a creepy mad scientist. Well, Scorpional kind of is, but not really in the comics. I mean, Brainstorm's kind of a creepy mad scientist. Yeah, yeah, but he's not like yeah. taking his head off and talking with it in his lap. He should be. That's that would be great. Yes, he should. 
And uh, yeah, so that is uh, that is Orion Pax Part One. Join us next week for Orion Pax Part Two. That came the, as a surprise. The Paxening. It wasn't really a surprise at all. I mean, it would be a huge surprise if it wasn't. Yes, like it's that's Part fair. One, and then it's just a random episode. <gasps> dun dun dun. That that is something that I. Oh shit! I know I've seen some series do that where like they have a one, and then later in the series there's like a two. But it's, like, not a direct two-parter. It's just, like, a specific type of story. So, like, how uh, like how Dark Awakening was totally not in anywhere close to the end of the season. And then oh. they had to add that thing at the end that was, like, Prime will be okay, kids. Watch the return of Optimus Prime. <laughs> Ignore the fact that you just saw his moldering corpse turn evil. That episode screwed me up as a kid, I swear. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, until next time, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Tumblr, and we're on Facebook. And we are hosted by IaconUnderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting fees and buying Blu-rays of the remaining seasons <laughs> of Transformers Prime. Uh, that is at Patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. And don't forget, that's two more seasons, plus um, Predacons Rising. Oh, oh uh, I think you can still get Predacons rising from the $5 okay. bin at Walmart. This is entirely yeah. possible. I'm pretty sure all... it regularly shows up on the like little display of cheap DVDs at the local grocery store. Yes. So anyway. If... But then, but then it's not in 1080p. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so the, uh, uh, and, and for all of our Patreon subscribers and uh, for the mere sum of $1 a month, uh, you can listen to our backlog of special Patreon episodes. Our most recent one is us talking about Transformers the movie for way too long. What? Yes. Our most recent two episodes. Yes, yes, that's how long it is. We had to split it into two parts because we managed to talk about it for approximately twice the length of the movie itself. Yeah, about two hours and 45 we, minutes. We have a lot to say. If, uh, if Orson Welles started recording his Unicron parts when we started, he'd be dead by the time we finished. <laughs> Yes. So, until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm excited to watch more Gridman! What the hell, man? I'm David. <laughs>